<clears throat> one all right guys we are live welcome back to the bottom of the ninth podcast i'm your host elijah here at baseball express and today we have the pleasure of having the glove cowboy um i like to call you glove cowboy because that's just what i've known you as forever but his name is eric walbridge with marucci how you doing bud i'm doing well thank you for having me on i'm, uh, I'm excited to talk about some uh some baseball stuff here yeah man hey we're super pumped to have you i know we've if anyone's tuned into our our blog posts and stuff we've we've had eric on before we've had a conversation about his gloves and, and what he does but we want to get a little bit more intricate with it because he's a pretty interesting person i'd say so what's going on man how have the holidays been been pretty solid y'all working hard yeah there. obviously for for holidays with any retailer it's pretty uh it's pretty uh busy i would assume yeah yeah it's always uh last minute trying to get everything out the door hit your deadline for for christmas deliveries and all that and uh we had a pretty big end of the year, so it was, it was um, you know, it's a it's a good problem to have scrambling to get all the products yeah, out. True. I mean, your brand is hot and uh, people want it, so yeah. uh, busy is good, right? I mean, I think busy's, it's uh, busy's always good. That's for sure. It's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So, so are you originally from California? I know, I know you played at Berkeley. Are you where, where are you from, brother? I'm from uh, Los Angeles originally, um, small right. town, just uh, close to like Santa Monica area. So, okay. Um, and then, yeah, went to school up in Northern California at uh, UC Berkeley, played baseball there for a couple of years, and then uh, moved back down to LA. And now I'm uh, living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Bat- Baton Rouge, that's so, a pretty big change. Yeah. yeah, so it is. So you were a pitcher, right? You, you were a pitcher, correct? Yes, I, I, was, uh, I yeah. was a pitcher there, um, but mostly I was a, uh, a cheerer of the rest of the team from the bench. <laughs> But uh, yeah. technically, in the roster, I was listed as a pitcher. Yeah, that's true. As a pitcher, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to have done pretty solid, dude, to be to go play Berkeley, man. That's bigger than anything I've done. Shit, that's a that's a pretty solid school. I mean, you had to. Did you get recruited a lot out of high school? Were you were you a flamethrower? Were you kind of like a mid nineties guy? Were you a, a kind of like a finesse guy? Uh, yeah, I was. You know, like a mid to low nineties kind of uh, fastball. But you know, I'm a five foot ten righty, so. My ceiling and projectability was probably pretty low, plus uh, labrum surgery and Tommy John. So, you know, it was a... Uh, yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, I think uh, I was definitely a max effort guy. So uh, yeah. injuries are just part of that. And um, I enjoyed, yeah. I loved my time up in, up in Berkeley. We had a great team um, mm-hmm. all the years that I was there. And, um, you know, even though I was hurt most of the time, it, I made, I, uh, you know, met some great friends that I, you know, still have oh, yeah. today. and teammates that went on to play uh in the majors or in the minors or whatever so it's uh it was it was pretty awesome plus the education was obviously at the forefront oh, yeah. of that so yeah it was, Berkeley it was a good school, time dude. yeah yeah man so so like you said i know you were hurt a lot so you had Tom. i didn't i thought i thought i just i thought you said you just had shoulder you had tommy john and labrum surgery yeah i uh i tore my labrum my senior year of high school going into to college uh, rehabbed for about, you know, whatever it was, 12 months, 14 months, something like that. Uh, came back to pitch in the collegiate summer league. Um, my first start back, I tore my UCL. So then I was out for another, uh, whatever it was, 14 to 16 months. Yeah. So, um, again, max effort guy, small righty, put a lot of stress on the, uh, the tendons, ligaments and, uh, and cartilage there. I feel that on so many levels, bro. I was, I'm like a five, nine right-handed. I was a right-handed pitcher for a while. You know, the I was struggle. a max effort guy. I took like, took, dude, it took everything to hit. Like I would like, I would sit like at my like peak, I would sit like 91, 93 top, like 94, but it took like, it was like everything into like every yeah. single pitch. Yeah. I, I, I was about to say, it doesn't yeah. last very long. I don't, I don't think no, it, does not. <laughs> it doesn't last very long, but so, so your playing career ends over, over at Berkeley and, and was was there ever like a plan? Did you ever think about getting into coaching? Was was the game always something that you wanted to stay involved in at some in some capacity? Was was that pretty much at the forefront of your head, or was there any other career choices you thought about going into, or, or how'd that happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely wanted to stay around the game, um, pretty much in any capacity. I I never really considered coaching just because I don't know. I'm I'm definitely not a uh, an extrovert. I don't. I'm not a big talker, and yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I didn't think I would be the greatest coach, um, anyway. So, but I, I did know that I wanted to be in baseball and, um, I was always interested in, in product and, in design and development. So, um, that's kind of the, the direction that I wanted to go in. Um, but you know, I would have taken anything at that point to, uh, to just stay around the game. So, 
um, you know, whether that's sports marketing or, you know, sports management of some sort. So, um, yeah, you know, I knew baseball was where I wanted to be. I was, I was pretty much willing to do whatever it took to, to stay in that, you know, in that realm. Yeah. yeah that's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I know like we've, we've talked to quite a few, you know, we've had Jose on here. We had another guy yesterday. I was talking to a buddy I played junior college with. He plays pro ball now. And, and we talked to John King. He plays with the Rangers and like, it's one of those things that I always like to ask because it's like sometimes when the game ends, it's like those guys want to stay in. And a lot of times they go the coaching route. That's just kind of like the the generic way to go. And it's just to stay in the game. They go the coaching route. So I wanted to ask because, you know, you never know. I mean, some guys like they, they can go the product route. Like we have guys here that played some pro ball guys that play, you know, big time D1 and they go into this role, which is like sales. And but it's around the it's still around the game. So it's interesting to see different takes on on how they how they chose their path to, to stay around sports or stay around baseball in, in some capacity. So, so, so you, so you left, so you graduated from UC Berkeley, correct? Yeah. 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 You graduated what, and I know you went to Eastern for a while. Did that happen right after graduation or how did that process go? How, how did you get there? Yeah. So as soon as I graduated, I, I was a, um, a winter graduate. So I stayed an extra semester. So, you know, four and a half okay. years, Same here. um, my, <laughs> Yeah, got to. Um, my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was uh, finishing up her college career at Arizona State. Um, okay. So that was kind of the uh, the second half of that semester, um, which is in the spring. So I thought it was a pretty solid idea to try to get a job at a spring training facility because, yeah, you know, sick, yeah. I, yeah, so I knew I knew she was going to take some time to graduate. Um, and, you know, then we could move back together in, in June back to L.A., um, but in the meantime, I was in, uh, I was living in Tempe, Arizona, right when I graduated living with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And, uh, I was working at the Brewers spring training facility in Maryvale, which, um, I was doing everything from, you know, ticket sales to promotion ideas to okay. like okay. putting up banners in the outfield and actually that's dressing cool, up though, as, that's, as one of the, cool. as the mascot, one of the days, which was, you no know, way. in the heat of Arizona, you know, it was. <laughs> It was that a pretty warm cool. day, but, yeah, um, but it was fun. It was a cool experience. And again, just being around baseball, I got to, uh, one of the coolest things I got to do while I was there was the, the music in between innings, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. Um, pride, it's also very, very nerve wracking because it's like a, you know, a bad word slips in there. It's like you're playing it in front of thousands of people and it's all on you. So it was you know, a little, that's, a that's little not... scary. That's not uncommon, man. I went to, because here in San Antonio, obviously I'm in San Antonio, Texas. We have the missions, um, which is, I think they're affiliated with either the Brewers or the Padres. Now I know for a long time they're with the Padres. Now I think they got bought out. Now they're with the Brewers, but crazy stuff happens at those games, man. The minor leagues are, are a grind and like, it's a, it's a pretty like, it's kind of a weird area, but that stuff happened. Dude, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been at missions games and at some point that happens and they kind of just like, it just like gets glanced over. So it's not as much pressure as you, it may seem like, I guess more behind the scenes, it seems like more pressure, but like no one really, it's one of those things. But so, so you, you're out in Tempe, Arizona. And so you're doing all that kind of cool stuff over there. And, and so I guess she graduates and, and y'all make your way back to, to California. And then did, did Easton reach out to you? And I mean, Easton's huge. Easton's a great brand. I mean, that, that had to have been something really cool. That's, that's a big step. How did, how did that whole thing unfold? You know, it's, it's funny because um, where my, my wife's family lives, where we ended up moving back to is, is Van Nuys, California. It's in the Valley. Okay. So mm -hmm. I just happened to look at like, you know, job openings that had to do with sports and near Van Nuys and, at the time, Easton was headquartered in Van Nuys, California. So it kind of just like, right. like, it was perfect timing. you know, sparked an idea and they had a, it was an internship. It was a marketing internship. <laughs> and, um, and I kind of just applied to it. Um, mm -hmm. Easton, Easton did sponsor uh, Berkeley. So when I was playing there, we did have some connection to, to the gotcha. brand a little okay. bit. Um, so that definitely, I think helped. Um, but yeah. then, yeah, I went to work there as an intern and it was a, it was like a nine month, you know, one and done kind of thing. And, and I was hoping that it would turn into a job and, and, um, luckily, you know, later on it did, but yeah, it was just, a, awesome. just an internship that popped up on, on my, uh, you know, indeed or whatever. That is insane. That's so cool. But that's crazy how that works out, right? That was where you're going back and, and they happened to be there at the time. That's insane. That's like, it was meant to be at, at some capacity, I would say, but it was so good timing for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, the whole glove thing. I know you're, you're obsessed with gloves and, and I like to say I am too, but not on the level of you are. That's, that's you like, 
you embody it completely. The glove cap, was that always your your handle on Instagram or did that whole thing kind of blow up? Because I know you that whole thing kind of exploded when you got to East, and that's where I found out about you. Um, how did that whole thing transform? How did that whole thing become like your – how did you embody that and like become the glove cowboy? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, when I first started on Instagram, I – I wanted to use, you know, a, a place to kind of buy and sell and trade. And, and that was kind of where all that was happening at the time. Um, I think, you know, it, it was starting to become a place that was taking over from other, um, other, you know, older, like, you know, not to say that people don't still use, you know, Facebook marketplace or softball fan forums or, or, or whatever, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's still obviously very popular today, but this just became a way to kind of show off you know, your collection a little bit more and post pictures and, yeah, yeah. and a way to talk about things. So I did, I started an account. Um, I think my first name was something super generic, like, you know, glove guy or glove hub or glove, you know, yeah, yeah. some sort of pun of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, you know, like I said, I was living at my, uh, my, my now wife's parents house and long story short, uh, the bed sheets that I had at the time had a cowboy print on them. So it was like oh, a horse okay. and a cactus and a cowboy <laughs> leaning against the fence or something. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and I started taking all my glove photos using that as like the backdrop for it. Yeah. 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 Um, so then it kind of just became like, Oh yeah. The guy with the, you know, the, the cowboy, cowboy stuff, sheets yeah. with his gloves or like the, the glove with the cowboy sheets. So I just kind of yeah. took that and, shortened it to just glove cowboy glove and cowboy. it kind of just yeah. stuck ever since and it's kind of a random name because when people meet me or like see me for the first time they're like why are you a cowboy you're like the furthest thing from a cowboy <laughs> looking that, person that's, yeah that's like what i was thinking i was like i mean like because i was like you're from la and you went to arizona for a bit i'm like you're nowhere near like now you may be more cowboy you're in louisiana but even then it's not that's more like cajun stuff that's not really cowboy you're not from texas it's like where, where did the cowboy come in so i just kind of wanted to know and i think a lot of people probably didn't know that whole that whole thing because that's probably dated back for a while but that's that's super interesting so that's where the cowboy came from yes that's, that's the original uh name has nothing to do with like <laughs> me as a as a yeah, person a more just yeah, like yeah. it, it kind of just happened uh based yeah. on bed sheets who knew there you go dude so so at that point i mean so you've you've always kind of had a thing for gloves i mean as a glove collector i mean that's kind of like that was where i mean your passion was in 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 gloves yeah yeah so like again when i was uh pretty injured in college and i had a lot mm -hmm. of downtime and so i kind of used that to to sort of um you know relace teammate gloves or break in gloves for guys and it kind of helps right. me learn a little bit about gloves and you know the nuances of what goes into them and all the different parts and materials and what makes this pattern different than this pattern and what does this web do that's different than this web and I kind of just took that yeah. um, and then when I when I went to go work in, in on the product side of baseball I actually um, wasn't involved in gloves at all like I said I started as uh -huh. a as a marketing intern and then when right. I finally got into product mm -hmm. um, I was developing accessories and then helmets for a while okay. before I got into gloves. So, um, which was good because it helped me learn a little bit about the development process and, and kind of right. um, how it all, how it all works. But I, yeah, I started out doing everything from, you know, eye black to like pop-up turtles and like, you know, $2 <laughs> items to $400 items because accessories That's is nice. kind of all, all over the place. But yeah. I, I knew I always wanted to be in gloves eventually, but I kind of had to just, you know, buy my time and, and, and hope that uh, something opened up. So eventually the guy uh, who was doing gloves went on to work somewhere else and um, mm -hmm. there was an opening and I, I finally got my chance. So that was, that was kind of how it yeah, all yeah. unfolded. Yeah. I remember did, I know, I know way back then, you know, Easton did those small batch gloves. Did you have anything to do with those at all? Because those were kind of cool. Yes. Those were kind of sick. Oh, you did? Okay. Small batch was like the only thing that I did at Easton as far as the gloves. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the stock side, I had a little bit to do with, but it was really at the tail end because, you know, things can take a year, two, two years to, to develop. To so for production, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I did some stuff there at the end, but not really – enough to to affect like the catalog or you know what goes to retail and stuff like that but um the, the small batch stuff was was the first thing i really did that was kind of um my own yeah. initiative where i was you know start mm -hmm. to finish and and could implement some of my own ideas into it so 
Um, yeah, it, those were sick, man. Those were, those were sick gloves. I gotta be honest. I, I used to have one, but then I think we took it or something happened to it. It was in, it was in my office. Those things were sick. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I think uh, that, yeah, that turned into, you know, like the night shift stuff that we're doing at Marucci now is, is, you know, even a step further from that and, and really uh, showcases a lot of the creativity of Marucci. And, and that's, that was kind of like um, the, the stepping stone to, to, you know, what we're kind of doing yeah. now. Yeah, that, I mean, that kind of makes sense, I think, to get to this point, like where you're at now, man. I know you're, you're a super humble guy, so I know I talk you up a little bit, but man, you've done some really story, like some really crazy stuff, man. Like there's some good stuff you're doing. Like it's super exciting. Like the gloves you make, I like, I tune in every day. I'm like, what's this guy cooking up? Like I'm looking all the time and I'm sure like, obviously I'm one in like the thousands that are looking at your stuff. So you're doing some really good stuff. Like your work speaks for itself. I mean, in all honesty, you've, you've and that, that's how it goes, man. I guess to get to that point, you got to, you know, bide your time, like you said, and get to that you know, work those stepping stones to get to where you're at now. And I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I love, you know, we work as, as obviously I'm with baseball express. So we work with a lot of different brands, but I'm a Marucci like fanboy dude. Like I've loved Marucci since like forever before they made gloves, you know, when they were still just wood bats before, I think, I think they like tapped into like metal bats before my time, but like wood bats, I've just like loved Marucci wood bats since like forever. But so I'd say going yeah, this, to this brand is, Marucci yeah. is incredible. Their, their story yeah, yeah. is amazing. Starting from, you know, it's so hard to go from a, like a wood bat company to a full baseball product company. Like oh, you dude. see, yeah. there's it's so insane. many wood bat companies out there and none of them really, you know, it's very, very difficult to go from, from something of that specific <laughs> yeah. nature to, you know, something like what Marucci has been able to do is incredible. Um, while yeah. still maintaining their, you know, number one position uh, in the MLB market share, you know, yeah, it's, dude. It's yeah. it's crazy. This this brand is um is pretty incredible when it comes to um to uh, the 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 speed at which they've kind of grown and and been able to stay um you know at a at a position on the thing that they started out doing. So it's it's pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely, yeah, it's crazy. So so now we're getting into Marucci. So how so I know you said you stayed there for a bit at Easton. Obviously, it was a pretty short tenure. I mean, and then so how did did Marucci reach out to you? How did, did was that another thing where it was just kind of like scroll, I'm gonna scroll through and see what I find? And, and Marucci was there. How, how did that one happen? I think that one too was just it was good timing all around. Um, a, a a friend of mine who had been you know kind of a, a force in the in the Colt glove world for a long time, Scott Carpenter, who had his own you know. Um, workshop and brand was being purchased by Marucci at the time. And at, you know, simultaneously, they didn't have anybody leading their, their glove category. Um, and I think Scott had recommended that, you know, they asked me if it's something I would be interested in doing. And so it kind of was uh, one of those things where I hadn't really considered doing any, you know, going anywhere else, but the timing lined up and, and I was on a flight, like, like I said, I, I met with this, the CEO of, of Marucci, Kurt Ainsworth, who's like the most charismatic, enthusiastic, like, it's a guy you want to kind of go to battle with, you know, he's very, yeah, yeah, his personality is very infectious. So right, it was right. pretty easy for me after having like one conversation with him to be like, all right, I want to be a part of this brand right, because yeah, yeah. the sky is, is honestly the limit, like their growth potential is huge. Their, um, their cool factor is huge. Like, it, yeah. you know, you can only go up, I, you know, that's the way I, I've, I've felt. And so yeah. it was a pretty easy decision. So like within a few weeks I was moving to Baton Rouge. <laughs> like it was, it was really that's fast. Insane. So, yeah. I, okay. Now I got to ask, not, not necessarily in, in conjunction with baseball with this, I got to ask. So coming, you know, you went from, you, so you lived in LA pretty much your California, your whole life you went yep. to Arizona for that short stint and back to California. What has it been like moving from Cali? to baton rouge louisiana what is that culture shock how, how did that go you know it was it was definitely very different um yeah the, would, the people say, yeah the people in the south though like it, you know it's, it's more than a stereotype about southern hospitality like everyone is so nice mm -hmm. and friendly and helpful mm -hmm. and yeah. you know it was almost like i thought they were messing with me at first they were so like generous with their like you know things, yeah. can I help you with this can I do this do you need this for your house like how are you guys settling yeah. in I'm like mm -hmm. am I being punked like what what is happening right now because you know LA <laughs> I lived in an apartment I didn't yeah, even know yeah. the people I shared walls with and I have like neighbors coming over yeah. now and like trying to do all this stuff so that yeah. made the adjustment you know pretty pretty amazing um the 
Yeah. The summer heat was the first thing where I was like, oh man, this is uh this is different. The humidity and all yeah. that. Um, oh yeah. But then, you know, on the, on the pro, like on the pro side of, of things, like the cost of living is great at the time, like gas was super oh, yeah. cheap. I was like looking around, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is like LA is kind of ridiculous when it comes to all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you got amazing weather, you got the beach, you got the mountains. Like I love LA. My family still live there. You know, my in-laws mm-hmm. still live there, but the cost of living, man, it's, it's great. <laughs> so that made especially it a lot now, easier. Man, it's, yeah. Especially now it's a little bit, cra- it's even crazier now, but I mean, yeah, now, now all your Californians are coming to where we're at. They're coming to Texas right. and Austin and San Antonio yeah. and it's, it's getting nuts, but that's a whole nother. I just wanted to ask what you thought about, about Louisiana. Cause Louisiana's I, I've been to Louisiana a couple of times, obviously, we, you know, and when I was playing ball, I would travel over there. We'd go to, um, we'd go to Baton Rouge. We'd go to, um, Bozier, I think it's Bozier Parish over there. It's kind of, it's kind of near, it's kind of like an hour or two out outside of, of, of um, Baton Rouge. It's kind of near there. So I, I'm familiar with, with Louisiana. You also have casinos. So that's also a J that's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, y'all got, y'all got a lot of cool stuff. I'm a fan of Louisiana. I don't, I don't mind it. And in, for me, I, I like the dip. So dip is also a lot more cheaper than it is. <laughs> there you than go. It is it is. So it's one of those things, but plenty of, plenty of pros and cons out there, but so you get to, you get to Marucci and, and so what was, I know you said, so they, you know, you had to talk with the CEO and everything and, and you were on board. I, I know, I know plenty of people and those are the, the best kind of people to work for that just affects you. Like you talk, you hear their plans and it's just something you want to hop on board with. That's, that's super awesome, man. So <clears throat> what was the, like your, I guess not your mission, but what was the idea? Cause they had been making gloves before and I know, um, I guess it was the founder series that came out probably in 13, 14, 15 that they kind of released mm-hmm. obviously before you got there what was the the goal what was he was like you know we're going to do this glove thing and we're bringing you in you know obviously you have a lot of insights you have a lot of creative flow with you what what was the what was the goal what was your your position to do when you got to Marucci? yeah i mean i think they built a solid foundation you know it's it's hard to break into mm-hmm. the the glove market you have you know heritage brands that have been right. around for 100 plus years and you know mm-hmm. Right. there's a there's a pretty high barrier to entry as far as you know a new brand in that space because you know how gloves are it's a very um, old school sort yeah, of traditional tough. classic mentality mm-hmm. so they did i think marucci at the time they did a great job getting into the market having you know as far as quality you know glove patterns and options are concerned like they Absolutely. did a, you know a great job um my yeah. sort of thought i guess at the time was to find out, you know, different ways to, to differentiate ourselves because at this point, um, and, and like other products in this industry is that everybody can make a good blank, you know, good glove, good bat, you know, mm-hmm. but what, right. what can you do to separate yourself, um, from another, you know, cause when everybody's materials yeah. are good, everybody's, you know, manufacturing capabilities are good. How do you really set yourself apart? Cause if we're going head to head against a heritage brand making, heritage looking things like we lose some authenticity because we're not that old of a brand we don't have that you know legacy at this point right um yeah so you know on the wood bat side in particular it's kind of an analogy there is that you know you go against a a legacy brand like um, not to pick on anyone but like you know louisville slugger had been had been in the space Mm -hmm. for a very long time and marucci found a way to to kind of dethrone them by you know by other means than you know, whether it's consistency or different paint finishes, you know, whatever, because, mm-hmm. because at yeah. the end of the day, you know, you know, everybody has the, the potential to get good wood, everybody can get good leather. Um, it's how you utilize yeah. that your consistency or um, your aesthetic, your, you know, your cosmetics. And I think sneaker culture has played a big role in kind of evolving the, the baseball world that's sort of been further behind other sports as far as like, mm-hmm keeping up with, with more trends. Um, and I think that's changed in, in the small amount of time that I've been in this industry. And, and I think I saw gloves kind of going the same way where it's like an accessory item that you can, you can showcase your individuality. Cause if you look at a baseball field, right, it's all uniform, same hat, you know, there's even restrictions on, same, on yeah, cleats at the MLB level that they've eased up on that yeah. wood bats. You can't really, you know, there's a certain amount of colors you can use and gloves are kind of the only thing where you can really have fun. And you're seeing more and more yeah, players player like wanting, it. yeah, wanting to, to show, to show their individuality and personality. So that was kind of the goal for us was to cap, you know, capture that. Um, how do we take someone's personality who doesn't necessarily want a, you know, just an all tan or all black, but they want to showcase themselves a little bit. 
Um, and the way to do that was through gloves, which is something that I've always been kind of passionate about is, um, you know, what, not that it's functionally different, like the leather itself is always going to be good, but how do you make the, the aesthetic and the cosmetic, um, stand apart from, from others that also have good gloves? Right. Cause you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough, again, it's a tough barrier to entry when you're just going at it from a quality standpoint, cause everybody has good quality, you know? Right. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I know, like, I forgot who I was talking to. We were talking about bats. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's hundreds of glove companies. You got like all these small time, you got all the, all the Mexican brands that like Rolene and Barazzi have those guys that make really good gloves, but they're not on a, on a high level. You got, I, I was talking to my buddy who plays pro ball. He uses this other brand called Dream Glove. There's another one there. There's a bunch of small time, you know, 44. There's a whole bunch of glove companies, but there's like, there's always the, the few, and then there's, like, the top tier, which is, like, your Rawlings, your Wilson, your now Marucci, like, all these guys that are doing the top tier gloves, and it's such a hard place to break into, and, like, I was talking um, with Jose Trevino a couple weeks ago, and we were talking because he uses SR, I know y'all are Marucci, so it's, like, gloves and bats are such a tough barrier of entry for any new brands to come into, because people will always just go back to those those founding groups, like the, the Marucci, the Victus, those, because those are, you know, tried and true, they're always going to be there, and I think you guys breaking in with with creating all this cool stuff, those cool designs and like the night shift gloves and all that. Because I mean, if you look at like and, and like I said, we work with everybody. I love all brands. I'm I'm just kind of like a, a guy who just like goes around, you know, calling out Rawlings. You know, Rawlings is one of those people who makes those heritage gloves, the traditional, you know, the leather, the regular gloves, and they've been here forever. They do a lot of great things, but then all of a sudden you see them like last year come out with like the Rev One X. Which is like, and I think that's awesome. Way, I, I mean, honestly, it is. like it's it's way different than what they've done ever, and it's like. And super I, I'm hope now. my hope is that yeah, you you, I, I love seeing those brands who you know have been around a long time like do things to to try to reinvent themselves or push the envelope, and and that's <clears throat> yeah. that's what I love to see that that competition in this market is, it only benefits the player and the end user. So I think yeah. the more you do that, like yeah, you still have your your stable you know tried and true options, but it kind of affords you the ability to to try some new stuff and, and see what happens and hope that, you know, something catches on. And um, Wilson, again, they, they've also done a great job of that mm, consistently over the years. Rawlings is pushing the envelope now. Like we're hopefully uh, pushing the envelope in different ways, but yeah, I think yeah. it's, um, it's just, it's good for the game. It's, it's good for it the is, players. Yeah. It keeps competition uh, tight and it keeps everything fresh. It's not mm, like the old yeah. days where it's like, it's really stale. You know, you're, yeah, black yeah, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, so I, it's yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty cool thing to see the evolution because like gloves have been kind of not as uh, not as modernized as as other products in baseball have been over the years. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. it's it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to see. I mean, it's awesome. I'm a glove guy anyway. So like, yeah, I work for Marucci. <laughs> I love yeah. Marucci. I think everything. You know, I want to beat all those other brands all the time. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I can also appreciate that, uh, you know, being a baseball person and a, and a glove person at heart, like, it's cool to, you know, it's cool to see from other it's people cool as see. well. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel that, dude. Like, that's, I mean, that's me too. Like, I, like, I'm just like, I love all gloves, you know, like I, we have a retail store here and I'm really good friends with the store manager there. So we're always talking about gloves. Like I know we had, you know, we had some really exclusive Rawlings come in, but we, I love Wilson. I love, I've always, and the thing with like Marucci gloves, I actually had one. I had one of the founders, founders one, like in 2015, I had one, but y'all they sold out so obviously before you got there but like you built on that so it's like those gloves were so exclusive that they were really hard to find for a long time mm -hmm. and i think you're making these night shift gloves and it's the same thing like people are having a hard time finding them because they're super popular like y'all y'all are really changing the glove game and the way that they're presented the way that people view them like it, it is very much i know you said earlier like it's it's becoming like a very much a trending thing like I've got people that like, cause like, for example, I'm like, we haven't got your, your night shift gloves in yet. And hopefully we can, we can figure that out sooner or later, maybe next year at some point. But like our, our biggest seller, just speaking on gloves was we did a custom, like a Texas flag one from Rawlings, a Rev One X. And it looks sweet, dude. Like I had people and I posted it on my personal story and I had people reaching out to me that don't play baseball. They have no, that have no, like they're girls, women that are like, engineers and people that are just like texas people that are just like i need that glove like i need to buy that glove like people are wanting to buy stuff like that now that have no affiliation with baseball and it's like it's like yeah. leading into different aspects of of stuff and that's super interesting to see and like that not only enhances the you know like 
I guess the visibility of like the game and how much it's changing, but it's making baseball so much more exciting. Cause let's say someone like really likes that glove and they want it like as a, as a desk item for their office or something, they're going to see mm-hmm. that glove and be like, Oh, maybe I should like tune into more baseball stuff. And then they'll see like the bats and the gloves that people use and the cleats that are, and it's just, it's making the game so much more exciting, man. It's insane. hundred percent. I think tapping into that sort of collector uh, market and mindset is, is great for baseball. And I think gloves are the perfect mm-hmm. thing to do that because they're very like a touch and feel item. You know, you don't have to, Yeah. I, I picture a person who, you know, sitting in their office, just kind of, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that yeah, you kind of want, playing, you want to have it on your hand. Yeah. You know, it's a sentimental thing. You play catch with your son and daughter mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's one of those connection bonding opportunities. And it's hard to do that yeah. with a bat. Like bats are also a good season yeah, item. You can hang them up, but you don't like, pepper with your you, just you know around and yeah you can't hit balls at your kid that's a little bit well, i mean you could but it's not, eventually you not can nearly, but yeah, eventually yeah. yeah yeah you're not gonna take your two-year-old kid and just start hitting him fungo it's not, unless you it's want not him to be raw bad. when he's older then hey you just hit some yeah. rockets at him <laughs> um okay man so so getting into more into your creative process so you get to merch you start building on gloves what is like what's a day-to-day for you man because i know like People see what they see on Instagram. They see you like doing the TikToks with like the gloves and, and, you're, and you're, you have like, you've seen your shelf in the back. I can see it there with all your gloves stacked on there. Like what what's a day to day for you? Like where does your inspiration come from? Do you kind of just like kind of scroll through and see what players are, are looking at, what other guys are using? What, I mean, obviously as a brand, you're obviously looking at your competition to see what other people are doing. What, what's your creative process and what's like a day to day life for you? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm working on uh, actually batting gloves and bags and fielding gloves now at Marucci. Okay. So it depends on the day, but the, the process is kind of similar. Um, again, I'm, I'm a pretty into sneaker and fashion. So, um, so if I see something, whether it's a colorway or a pattern or something like that, then I'm like, hmm, that could be cool as a glove, you know, try to interpret it yeah. um, and, and create something that uh, captures sort of the same essence in, in, uh, in whatever I'm looking at at the time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. or, you know, if you're looking at competitor stuff, which everybody does, um, right. Yeah. It's inevitable. And you see something that's good and you're like, could it be better? You could, right. you could use that as a, as an, you know, if, if anyone tells you otherwise, that they don't do that, that's a lie that every, that's everybody in product <laughs> right. development does that. There's no way. Yeah. No <laughs> you way. have to, yeah. um, but really it's anything, you know, I've, I've been walking down the street and seen a bird and been like, that would be a sick glove colorway. <laughs> like you just never know, yeah, you know? Never know yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, day to day, you know, just trying, uh, you know, some days are more um, administrative than others yeah, where it's, yeah, you know, true. it's more computer work. Some days are more uh, physical hands-on breaking in gloves, relacing gloves, trying yeah. new belts, uh, different yeah. combinations of, of materials. And then some days, um, it's purely creative where you're like, I'm just going to like scroll through as many things as I can and see what sparks and see if I can just test myself like the limitations. And that's how honestly a a few different um, gloves have come to be is just like, could that be a glove? I mean, maybe let's try it, you know, like, yeah, putting yeah. a watch on a glove or a belt buckle or you know whatever that, like that watch one was sick that watch one was is sick. it i mean is it functional maybe but like i just i think it's a lot of that stuff is just intentionally polarizing where mm-hmm. you're going to get the the traditionalists who are like definitely not i hate you for yeah, doing that, that. And i never want to see you again <laughs> and then you're yeah. going to get the you know the other side of things where like i don't personally like that but it's really cool that you did that you know what i mean and yeah that's, yeah yeah that's sort of where I kind of live is like the, in the realm of like, that's not my style, but that's really cool for somebody. You know? That's cool. Yeah. And then you get yeah, to I somebody think, who's I mean, really yeah. into it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the, the, the beauty and the beast of being on the internet. People are going to be like, I think that goes anywhere. I've, I mean, I, I run all our social pages and like, I mean, I've done, I hadn't really felt that honestly. Cause like now we're doing product reviews. I don't know if you've seen that we do product reviews. We've mm-hmm. been doing all kinds of stuff like that with bats and stuff. Like we reviewed the cat X and like, you know, I'll give my thoughts on something. And then you have these idiots that are like, Oh, you're stupid. That bat's trash. I'm just like, man, like, yeah, it's my opinion. Like, it's just my thing. Like it's one bat. Like you don't have to like it. Like you don't have to go with it, man. Just like, if you don't like, it, you don't like it. But like, that's one of the things, man. I, and I think like you may have a lot more scrutiny on you because baseball being like, America's pastime, you know, you have all the old heads that are like, oh, I don't like my boss, you know, his name's Kevin. He's super like, 
old school like yeah. played he's like he's getting in his 60s and like he looks at gloves and he's like this thing is is ugly i don't know why people would want to use this and like like you see the gloves in his office and it's like the traditional old school like black or tan yeah. rawlings and that's it and that's all he likes and i'm like yeah but man like that's that's cool and all but like the game needs to evolve and it needs to change and needs to appeal to more people and that's where stuff like that is like appreciate it you don't have to love it but appreciate it and like it's super cool that the game is has evolved because when i was playing like this stuff didn't exist man like you right. weren't out making gloves and there weren't people putting like spongebob font and like making a like an elf or like a stocking glove like that stuff didn't exist like that that would have been super cool to like 10 year old me you know what i'm saying like and i think people maybe like our generation who like played who are like getting into like fashion and like care about like and that may be sneakerheads and like collecting shoes or like other fashion like supreme and all that stuff these gloves are kind of hitting into that into that realm and i think that's super sick man like that's that's super cool so going into that what is to this day and this may be a tough question for you to answer considering how many gloves i can see on your back shelf and i've seen your videos what is your like to this day and maybe what you're about to maybe what you've got in production that you may not want to say yet but what is your most favorite piece that you've made that's like super unique that you're just like this is probably if you can't give me one like top three of like this is the coolest glove i've ever can like constructed <laughs> whoever I put on my hand or like that may just be like a concept that you've made what what is the coolest one you think you've you've put together so far Whew. Uh, that's a tough one. I know, I know, but I have to ask. One of my favorites, I will say, is the the one that came out, you know, about a week ago, two weeks ago, was the the Christmas glove. Um, <laughs> that one was sick. It, that one was, it sick. was just something that was. It, it's definitely a novelty item, but yeah, I'm a huge like Christmas. Like I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> nerdy Christmas guy. Plus, my birthday's yeah. in December, so I just I love this go. time of year, yeah. and I really wanted to capture something that was not only like visually wintry and Christmassy, but also like texturally. So, yeah, you yeah. know, you have the flannel uh, on the inside, you have the, <laughs> yeah. the shirling fur on the, on the mm -hmm. binding and the corduroy yeah. on the back of the hand. Like, is this the most functional glove for playing the sport of baseball? <laughs> Absolutely. Probably not, but, but yeah. you could still play catch with it and mm -hmm. it'll look really cool on a shelf and all that. So I think mm -hmm. that one uh, is, is definitely up there as uh, as one of my favorites. Um, Man, um, tough. So I did many, a, I know you have so many floating through your I head. do, I do love the sponge, the SpongeBob glove, um, and the way that that glove came about. The story behind yeah. it was, was cool too. Is, um, Grayson Rodriguez, he is a uh, pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles. Pretty sure he's the number one prospect in, in MLB at this point. He was hurt last year, anyways. Yeah. He kind of just messaged me one day and said, Hey, I want like a glove that has spongebob on it in some way or like can you embroider spongebob or patrick yeah. or something and i said um you know you're a pretty high profile guy so i don't know if i want to use the actual image of uh yeah, any of those yeah, characters not, just yeah. for legal reasons but i was like let me see what i can go right yeah i don't kind of don't, come up honestly, with and I don't even see think you would be able you, you might not have even been able to do that to be honest with you, but yeah. What so came about so even instead, cooler, yeah. we uh, we kind of used a similar font. It wasn't the exact font, but a similar font, and uh, sort of the backdrop of the the bikini bottom skyline with yeah, the flowers yeah. that you see in SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, the original one that we made for Grayson said Grayson on the index finger in sort yeah. of that font, and then I got a ton of messages about it so i'm like you know what let's just make this into a night shift glove and and see mm -hmm. if people like it and um it's funny because it's a it's a pitching model which you absolutely yeah. cannot pitch with in a game because it's like it's too many got colors. a pattern it's yeah, four toned and all and all yeah. that but that that definitely is is one of my favorite and i'm a big spongebob guy and so yeah. it was it was a pretty <laughs> it was a pretty fun one so um so the night shift so i know you said night shift and i'm and for the people that don't know like who may know marucci and know gloves what what is the night shift because there's different gloves in the night shift so is that your brand like can you explain can you elaborate more on what the night shift is and and what kind of what kind of i guess collection that that is yeah so night shift is a marucci um brand basically and it's mm -hmm. It came about as a way to kind of uh, the, the tagline that we use is the anti-collection collection because it's it's <laughs> if it, it, it is a collection of different gloves, but they're so different that there's almost no like nothing that draws them and and connects them other than other than them just being night shift gloves like colorways whatever it's it's more of an exploratory sort of passion 
project and and uh and the name night shift well uh, we came up with one day like in a hallway uh myself and, and lauren thomas the head of marketing and i think yeah. the head of our retail sales department john luke and and um we were like you know you make these gloves that are are more um appeal to the masses they're for catalog they're for retail every they're not polarizing they're not um right, right. no one's gonna get offended by them like that's your day that's your day job and then you have this night shift where you come in, you're on your own, you're by yourself and you're developing things that you like and are totally different. Like it's almost two different personalities. Like, yeah, okay. I, that, that I don't, like, I I don't say it this way, but like our marketing person is kind of like, you know, there's Eric Walbridge works at Marucci, wears a collared shirt and the, you know, whatever. And then there's the night shift glove cowboy that comes in backward tat, you know, whatever, does whatever you want. And that's, yeah. that's sort of how that, that um, different branding came into play. But yes, yeah. In theory, you could do any of our series as a night shift item. So you can have a capital series night shift, a Cypress series night shift, and you know, softball magnolia series. And and hopefully, as we'll see in hopefully the next uh, couple weeks or months or so, that we'll we can kind of take that night shift concept and bring it into more um, product categories, whether it's yeah. apparel, hats, batting gloves, you know, bags, where it's your non-traditional catalog item where it's like, it's not just a black duffel bag. It could be a purple and green and yellow and call yeah, it, yeah. call it night shift. And, and, you know, it's not for everybody, but for the, for the person who likes it, they're going to love it. Hopefully. Yeah. And I mean, I think like stuff like that, I mean, is like, I mean, you can't walk into like a footlocker. You can't walk into like a champs or like any of these, like in house of hoops or anything like that. And I, and I say, and the way that I, and it's funny. Cause like I had to, I was, you know, cause I was talking to my girlfriend's dad yesterday and we we're talking and I was telling him about the podcast. I'm like, Oh, I'm having this guy on tomorrow. I showed him your profile. I was like, this guy's awesome. Like he does all these gloves. And like, he was like, that's super interesting. And like, cause then we started talking about sports and stuff. And then the only way I could relate it to him was like, if you go to like a footlocker, you go to a house of hoops and you look at the shoes like look at the patterns and look at the designs and like how much that it's changed from like when you were playing and like Jordan was wearing like the original, like, o like the OG Jordan, like they're super traditional looking shoes, but like, look at the shoe, look at how it's developed. And I'm like, that's where baseball is heading. And I think that if, if, and this is just my opinion, like you don't need to take it, whatever you go. I'm thinking if you guys put that stuff into market, like you guys make those wild colors that is like trending right now on every level in fashion and shoes and, and, and everything that colorful stuff that the wild looking patterns like that is what's like happening right now, man. Like if y'all were put that out there, I think that if you stocked it, it would go bro, because people would love it. People would literally I, love it. I, I totally agree with what way. you're saying. I'm just going to, I'm going to try to say this very like gently and, you know, yeah. <laughs> lightly, but you brought up your boss and, you know, very traditionalist, but mm -hmm. a lot of times when, you know, we do our sales meetings with different retailers, we're, we're presenting to buyers, not necessarily end users. So right. sometimes no, I, know, I know, I know, I know. There's a, there's a contrast there, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I, mean, I agree with what you're saying. A hundred percent. It's funny that you say that. Cause like, obviously, I don't know if you'd heard of baseball express before, you know, we, we became acquainted and you worked with Marucci. I don't know if you had, you heard of us before. Oh, of course. dude, I've been, I've been yeah. getting baseball express catalog since I was a kid. There you go. So it's funny that you say that because we've like recently, like we've had a pretty big makeover, obviously COVID set us back a bit. And then, you know, we, we, we kind of had some change in personnel in the marketing department. And like, I came in and, and I kind of do a bunch of random stuff like this podcast is something that I don't think we would have ever done if I didn't like kind of pitch it and say, Hey, there's like a lot of personalities in the game. We need to talk to players. And then the whole thing was like, okay, like what, what can we do? Cause like everyone knows, it's like you said, like the catalogs and, playing back and it's like almost like a generational divide of like me you mm -hmm. like my friends my friends friends like people I played juco with people I played in college with in high school everybody knew about us in that generation right and it's like okay is that kind of like a baseball thing like there's a big generational gap between like us playing there's a gap and then there's like the new wave of, of ball players and like kids coming up in the game and I'm like, I'm always, and that's something that I, I pitched to our new e-com director. I'm like, yo, we need to find new ways to like make not only Baseball Express exciting, but kind of hop on that train. Like you're, like you're riding, like you've, you've kind of initiated this wave of like new, new stuff. And, and it's wild that you say that, how you, you know, like I have to say it gently, oh, whoops, you say it gently. And I'm like, I do the same thing, but I'm like, yo, there's so many up and coming brands. Like we started working with Kraken who are doing some really amazing things. The, the Pine Tar brand doing some really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you got like Force 3 doing some cool stuff. We, we. We're starting to talk to this brand that makes batting gloves called Jacks. Like, there's so many up and coming brands, and I'm like, okay, we kind of need to scratch this traditional stuff. 
Like it's, it's cool and all, like you still need it. You need to have it, but it's like, there's, there's a whole nother side of the game that we need to really tap into. And like, you're tapping into it. And I'm like, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff happening for sure. Well, what I'm, what I'm hearing right now is a, uh, a Marucci night shift baseball express collab already starting to bubble up here. That's what I'm hearing. That's what, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, yeah, like I know. And like, I know you, you messaged us a while back and, and for those who don't know, like Glovehead. So Glovehead's an interesting story. So, you know, I don't know if you've, if you've heard of his name's Chad, his name's Chad Johnson. He, he does. I've known Chad a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for a while he owned softball fans and, you know, softball fans, obviously we bought hardball fans and softball fans, baseball express, you know, bought them out a a while ago. And I want to say a couple months ago, you know, I'm sitting here, like I've got, I've got a small collection of gloves. I think I told you a while back, like I ended up actually selling all my gloves and giving them Mm -hmm. my brother because my brother was still playing, but I'm kind of starting my collection back up. I've got, I've got some gloves on, on my, on my shelf at home and, Nice. And I was telling our, our guy, Eric, um, his name is Eric um, Holstadter. And I was like, hey, you know, we need to like Chad has this, a, an account called Softball Fans. And I'm like, but there's nothing but it's it's a glove page. It's a glove love page. Like, that's what it is. And he was like, well, what do you what do you think we should do? And I'm like, honestly, like, I'm going to do some searching. And like there was you and like I didn't before I tapped into because I was, you know, doing all of our Baseball Express stuff. I hadn't even tapped into that side yet. And I was amazed at how big the glove community is on Instagram mm-hmm. and on forums, bro. It's, it's huge. It was like some, I was like, my eyes like got huge. I was like, I didn't even know that this side of Instagram existed. Like it's insane. Like I had never seen it before. And I was like, yo, Eric, we need to make something that, that rec- that, that pretty much, you know, with everything Chad does that works with brands and he makes these custom models, these custom makeups, like we need to like start partnering with brands. This was right before the holiday. So I knew there'd be a small delay because when, you know, for us, we go on holidays, it's like we're, we're holiday pushing and then baseball season comes and we have a little bit more mm-hmm. leeway. But I was like, we need to do something that, that resembles sneakerhead and gloves. And I was like, why don't we even name it Glovehead? Like, let's just name it Glovehead. And we came up with that and it, it stuck and Chad was on board and we we're like, softball fans is no longer brother, you're Glovehead. And that's what we're going to make. And we made that. I know you asked for merch a while back and we we're like, we can't. It, I it love the really, logo. Sweet, dude. The logo it's awesome. Sick. Yeah, we yeah. had. It was funny. We had like four or five that came up. Our our guys kind of our graphic guys came up and they they came up with some logos and I was like, like, cause they come up with some that were real cookie cutter, like oh glove head, blah blah. And I was like, no, mm. this needs to be gritty. It needs to be like edgy. Mean. Yeah, it needs it's to cool. Look good. And I was like, cause a lot of people were like, we need to do. There was another one. Maybe maybe I'll I'll shoot you the different ones just so you can see which ones we're dealing with. I'm like off camera. And I was like, no, it needs to be this one. I had so much backlash and I was like, no, like I'm not budgeting. Like it needs to be the one that everyone sees now. It needs to be that one because it just fits perfectly everything. And that's, that's kind of where it came from. And like, we have so much, like I've, you know, we have meetings set up in the next couple of weeks and we're going to start putting out some merch and some hats and some good nice. shit. And I'm like, yeah, we need to start making some exclusives. So, Hey, if you're ever down, I got some ideas, but Chad, man, Chad does a good job. Chad does some good shit, man. But yeah, we, that's where, that's where like the whole glove head thing. And like, you're obviously a huge inspiration for that thing. Like, but yeah, man, we've got some, we've got some stuff cooking, but, but yeah, that's kind of how like you personally, probably about 80% inspired glove head, honestly. Oh, stop. That's (laughs) not true. Maybe 8%. I'll take an eight. 8%. I mean, that's what works for you. That's what works for you. But so kind of going into, you know, we've been talking for a bit. So kind of going into like Marucci and, and I know you guys have a lot of stuff. I know you guys released some, some night shift stuff to a couple, couple retailers here and there. What, what's on slate for 2023? Y'all have new models or anything like that. What, what's, what's coming up for Marucci in, in 2023? Yeah. Uh, lots of stuff. So we're going to continue doing, um, night shift releases throughout 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, some at retail, some on our website. It just yeah. kind of depends. Um, right. We're not going to stick to like a traditional like glove of the month or, you know, um, monthly scheduled release because yeah. that's just not really our style and that's not yeah, really night shift style either. It's yeah. more like yeah. chaotic in the, and that's, you know, again, it's kind of intentional, but it keeps you on your toes a little bit. I think, I think that that makes, that gives you more of an exclusive factor to it. Like we, like people are almost like biting at the bit to see when the next one's coming. You, you know, it's, it's like, you can do it that way. And I think you get more success that way, honestly, because people are more tuned in. They're always going to check your pages. They're always looking, they're always going because, you know, you can be like the Rawlings and nothing against Rawlings or Wilson, but they have that always going to happen. Glove of the month, glove of the month, glove of the month. Well, yeah. Happen. And they also have a more reliable, you know, True. Uh, consumer like they have a bigger a bigger consumer base than we do at this point in time so 
um, it kind of keeps it more fun for us to not try to do exactly what they're already doing and, yeah, and do it more sporadically yeah. and, you know, whatever. So we have some, we not some, we have a lot planned for 2023 um, that are coming in. And then wildcard is another one that, yeah, um, yeah. that uh, has been received fairly well. Um, I, I know people had issues getting them because we did do pretty small quantities <clears throat> because yeah we're kind of at the mercy of how much waste material there is. So sometimes yeah, it yeah. can be more, sometimes it can be less. It depends on the time of year. Right. Um, but the goal moving forward is to stock a wild card glove of some sort, whether that's a right. training yeah. glove or 11 and a half inch iWave or something where mm-hmm. you could go on our website and order this glove and not know what color it's going to come in um, whenever you want. Instead yeah. of just, yeah. instead of just drops, it's going to be just available and mm-hmm you order one, you don't like the colorway or it's weird or whatever, then you sell it to somebody and order another one and you can kind of just keep going that way. So um, it keeps it fun. It makes unboxing really fun because people have no idea what they're about to get. And, and, uh, and I love it. So that's a, that's a really good, that's a really interesting idea. Honestly, like that would, it's like a mystery box. Like you have no idea. Exactly. That, that, and that, that kicks up not only like the name Ruchi, but it's going to float you guys out there because that's going to, like no one, no one who's played baseball, I, I mean, has not traded a glove in their life. Like it, it, right. trading in baseball is like it's hand in hand. Like everyone's done it, and they're going to continue right. to do it. Like the amount of gloves that have like I've had that have passed and gone over. Like I'll trade you this and bats and all that stuff. Like that's it's just how the game goes, and that's how like brands and models like that's how they that's how they move. That's how they, mm-hmm. they kind of spread throughout the game. Like so that's that's y'all y'all got it man y'all got it nailed down y'all are doing some good shit honestly and honestly, something like that has to obviously be uh priced accordingly, accordingly you know yeah. you're mm-hmm. buying something that you don't know if you're gonna like it or not but um True. the goal is just is fun right and keep different fun, yeah keep yeah. It interesting yeah so i know i have to ask so i know you guys you said you're going in you're designing batting gloves so how did how did that whole thing happen how did you get into that um cowboy gloves batting gloves i guess it makes sense but i I think that was the same the same rationale that um it was a a a a co-worker who is the uh he's the head of our our team sales department kyle acord i'm sure he'll appreciate the shout out he was like you're glove cowboy you're not fielding glove cowboy so you know a glove is a glove you can have defense and offense and i'm like yeah "Yeah, it's kind of different but i see where your head's at and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I was like, I'll give it a shot. Like I've never, I've never developed batting gloves before, but let's go mm-hmm. for it. Let's so check it out, yeah. um, I actually love doing batting gloves because um, <laughs> yeah. they're not as complicated and mm-hmm. um, there's a lot more materials that you can use without mm-hmm. getting traditional lists like, mad at you, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, shielding gloves. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Uh, and bags That's even so more sweet. so. Bags, mm-hmm. like the sky's the limit. You, there's a million different materials and, and, um, and, kind of designs that you can implement into a bag right. so right um that's been really fun too and and then obviously yeah. marucci owning uh victus mm-hmm. has allowed us to sort of develop with a totally different design intention because victus is a very different brand uh yeah. than marucci is so yeah. some days so, you know you, you have to put on your victus hat and some days your marucci hat and you can kind of uh yeah. it kind of keeps things fresh <laughs> on both yeah, sides y'all got i mean that guy his name is what the bat ki- the bat king right yeah, nice Bruce, he's he's awesome. Instagram yeah, does a lot of the stuff from Ruchi Invictus. That guy does some good stuff too. But mm-hmm. um, I know what was I saying? I forgot. Y'all came to. I think I told you this last. Actually, no. There's no way I would have told you. So, y'all came down to our demo day in San Antonio. I think it was in October, and he brought out his. Um, he brought out the new. Uh, I guess the Knox. I don't know if it came out if it's out yet or not. But he showed us the Knox. I'm not going to say anything if anybody hasn't seen it. If you came to the demo day, you know what I'm talking about. That thing dude is one of the coolest designs i've ever seen on a bat i mean that thing is nuts all the like the different you know, like i guess the the, the word plays on there the icons that are on there i mean the first knocks it, it does mimic the first knocks but this new one is is on the pops way level. more yeah oh, dude it is sweet. i liked I, I agree i liked it so much that i stole that idea and put it on batting gloves and and a mm-hmm. duffel bag and a backpack <laughs> and all these other yeah, things yeah dude i mean so. the, the pattern is is unreal really I've never cool seen it. i've never seen anything like it i think the first Knox has it but to be 100 percent honest i hadn't swung it and seen it like i'd seen it and like it's at our store and i've taken pictures of it but i never really like looked at it but the minute he showed me that that one i like looked at the older one and i was like hey this is 
this yeah. is a pretty pretty sweet deal and like the cool thing honestly with if you do if you're doing batting gloves man i think you can have a lot more creative aspect because that's another piece of the game where people are getting a lot more creative with their batting definitely gloves like that. definitely like, but then again it's the same concept as like there's the the heritage brands that have always like franklin and, and all those guys who make batting gloves but they're not they have the patterns like i think they've done like a judge pattern and they've done a couple like stars and stripes and and they have that the the poppy colors but like to have something like maybe something that you've done on a glove in a batting glove would would change that game too because i mean there's not a whole lot of people that are really like changing the batting glove game i think from like a from a batting glove perspective you know you've got like bruce bolt who've who've really you know put their stamp on the game and they're kind of taking it by storm at the moment but at that but that not only kind of hurts other brands it doesn't hurt other brands but it's kind of like okay what do we do but now there's there's another gap there's another gap that somebody can fill with like okay they're doing it like this but we're going to do it like this we're going to make the same quality high quality cool gloves but maybe put a twist like yours on there that would be sick that would be insane yeah no i agree that the first kind of uh attempt at, at something like that is um Haley Cruz, who's a, 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 a sponsored softball athlete right. of ours. She's, mm-hmm. she's great. Um, we developed a batting glove, um, her signature batting glove in a couple different mm-hmm. patterns where uh, we used the, like sort of that 90s Saved by the Bell print yeah. um, and sort of a jungle print uh, on a batting glove, which, um, again, I would love to do more of. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things now where players aren't necessarily buying their traditional team colors, red, Royal Navy, you know, that's sort of starting to evolve. You got to have those for sure as an option, but you see the game, you know, Bruce Bold has done a great job with incorporating that work, you know, workman workman um, feel, feel, you know, and and everybody's kind of done that since, Mm -hmm. you know, we have the blacksmith batting glove and I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's exactly like the Bruce Bolts, but I think um, one of the things that anytime we release a glove (laughs) like that, it's like, Oh, you know, Tan Palm, like Bruce Bolt, you know, so it's like, they definitely created a new wave for sure, which is props yeah. to them because their batting, their batting gloves awesome. Like it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's durable. It looks good. It's simple branding that lightning bolt, mm-hmm. I think um, is very yeah. recognizable at this point. Mm-hmm. It's, it reminds me of the wonder boy from the natural. So you have this yeah. sort of sentimental feel to it. So they've done a great job. Um, and, have, um, yeah. and they created their own lane, right? So mm-hmm. high price point, super durable, you know, so I think that's that's also good for baseball, but yeah, then what? Now what do you do? So I think exactly. that's, um, yeah. we're we're not going to try to chase anybody ever. So we're going to try to create something that's you know in the same vein of of night shift, where mm-hmm. it might not be appealing to literally everybody or the super traditionalist, but it's yeah, going to move yeah. the game forward hopefully. So yeah, uh, I no, agree. Not, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, man. Is like if if y'all are going into into batting gloves, I'm like I gotta sit back and see how this molds out if, especially if you're doing it man i'll be like hey i gotta see what's going on because i mean like you said you don't necessarily have to chase them you don't necessarily have to have to follow in that direction but it's like okay look at look at the path that they're creating and it's like how can you branch off and create your own wave and create your own way to go and i think that you've done a hell of a job in the glove world and i think that the sky's the limit for you man if you're heading into belt into bags i mean back i really bags i really want to give you a sneak peek of something do you, can i do that uh yeah totally for sure can i grab a batting glove really quick do it yeah Absolutely. So just because we talked about both things now, but mm-hmm. um, the Knox full wrap batting glove. Yeah. Whoa. Those so nice. this one um, incorporating that Knox pattern in a few different colors, but okay. with the full, with the full wrap. wide yeah. cuff neoprene which i'm pretty excited about <laughs> yeah, dude, just because it's is, crazy that is sick oh my gosh so we'll uh we'll be launching this one in this white gray silver colorway and then also sort of like a cactus jack you know columbia dude. blue red and black colorway dude, yes which will i'll show you i'll show you that one too off camera but that one okay. is uh it takes that a is... special player to rock something that that unique which dude, is the goal yeah. really yeah i mean and that's the thing is like i mean you see it bro like that's and that's the, the beauty of the game is like if you see these pro guys that are rocking some crazy stuff, if they're rocking crazy stuff, everyone else is going to fall suit. That's how the game works. Hundred percent. You get yes. these big time stars like you got Judge, you got Julio Rodriguez. Lindor has done. Lindor is another incredible guy. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys who do the, the who are changing and pacing the game differently, Acuna, all those dudes, 
people are doing wild and like really making the game exciting and you see them with the crazy cleats you see them with the crazy bats batting gloves gloves that trickles down man and i think that not only have they paved that way it's inspired me it's inspired you to do crazier things like that and that and it just it builds man and i'm super like in 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 a whole aspect of it and pumped for what what baseball is going to be doing in the next couple of years it's going to be insane me too man i i can't wait to see the future yeah man well thanks eric for coming on man we really really appreciate it do you have anything else to say to to the people to the fans out there um any any last last kind of comments or anything that Marucci's got coming up that you might want to just hint at? Just throw out there a little jab, anything like that. Oh man, just uh, stay tuned. Follow me if you want. Follow Glovehead. Follow Baseball Express. Uh, <laughs> buy all of your products at Baseball Express. Nowhere else. And um, yeah. we'll see what happens. It'll be a fun year. Yeah, man. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you for coming on, brother. We really appreciate it. You don't have to hang up immediately. I'm going to end it and then we can we can say kind of talk a little bit. But okay. uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, be sure to follow us on YouTube, on Instagram. Follow Glove Cowboy. He's got some really cool stuff on there. If, you, if you're a glove connoisseur, he's got all the good stuff on there, man. He's got some crazy stuff. But yeah, for sure, this episode will be out next Friday. Um, and it'll be on all streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube. So once again, guys, thanks, thanks Eric, for coming on, and, and thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.